0: Hello and welcome to Stuffing Around, Stuff Magazine's gaming podcast. I'm joined today by Max Maletta Hello. And I'm Nick Cowan, the Associate Editor, and there's some news.
1: There is some news, a little bit more than last week at the very least. Yeah. Where to start? Um, so, firstly, uh, Skate 4 is coming to
0: PC. Technically it's not called Skate 4. Everyone's been calling it Skate 4 because it is the fourth game in the Skate um, franchise. But, you know, the fact that it, we haven't had one since 2010... Mm. Um, um, they may just call it Skate, you know, because you know, developers and publishers are fond of pretend, kind of pretending this is the first.
1: Yeah, one. Yeah, like rebranding to Square One again.
0: Indeed. Yeah,
1: but, but I'm look. I'm quite excited. I've never played any of the Skate games actually.
0: They're really good. I'd say that they for a while, their Skate kind of took Tony Hawk's crown mm. quite convincingly. That's
1: uh, t- uh, Tony Hawk's Skate Pro. Is that what this game? Well, is called? I
0: mean, just there hasn't been a decent Tony Hawk oh, game okay. for years, right? Um. Recently, there was a remaster of a couple of Tony Hawk games, which were very, very good.
1: Yeah, I remember Brad talking
0: about that. But um, but yeah, um, Skate coming to PCs is a big deal because mm. in the past they were only on console. So uh, if you own a PC and you gazed in envy at the fun everyone was having with Skate 3 back in 2010... <laughs> Don't worry, apparently they're coming to PC now. Your,
1: your time is coming. Your That's time awesome. is coming. I, I, certainly, uh, I certainly plan on giving it a go, because like I said, I've never played it, but they look really good. Yeah, no, um, they are really good. And I know people talk very fondly about them.
0: Well, actually, I'd say it's probably, I mean, when they announced that uh, Skate was a going concern, like Skate, well, we'll call it Skatefall. Mm. Uh, when they announced that Skatefall was a going concern at an EA reveal um, a couple of years back, they basically said, your comments made this happen. Because mm. people have been clamoring for a new skate game for years, it's probably one of the most beloved franchises that EA has on its books.
1: They've actually, uh, they've actually said that this remake, quote unquote, or port, whatever it is, to PC is also purely because of fan feedback mm. and uh, fan messaging and like clamoring for mm. Skate on. Skate it's not on PC. a port; it's a brand new game. It's a brand spanking new game. Mm. Okay, awesome. Well, I'm, I'm quite keen for that. So uh, I'm always happy to see EA, uh, EA doing good things. Yes, yes, uh, makes <laughs> a change. Does make a bit of a change.
0: Okay, uh, then, uh, Mars Marvel Midnight Suns. Yes, so I actually was... I,
1: I don't know a whole lot about this, but uh, I think it was revealed at Gamescom. Yeah. Uh, there is a new Marvel game called Marvel Midnight Suns, and it looks a lot like XCOM. Right. But with Marvel characters. Okay. Which is just awesome. Now, full disclosure: I've never played XCOM, but really? I've, I've watched copious amounts of it because I love. I, I like. I don't have the stomach. I mean, I don't have the no. I don't have the guts to really take on um, XCOM. Permadeath and, and me, don't, we don't mix very well in video well, games. Well, it's
0: not really permadeath. It's um, permadeath for, um, you know, the the soldiers that you send out. Mm. Um, which can be a kind of uh, a, a bit of a, a weight around your neck right? when you've spent all this time leveling up this soldier. You know now he's really really good at sniping or close quarters or just a, a you know heavy machine gunner, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Et and then in one mission he gets killed, and you're stuck with a bunch of greenhorns that you have to level up all mm-hmm. over again, which can make the the going pretty heavy. Um, but, you know, if you haven't played XCOM, you really, really should. I should. should. It,
1: is, it is on my to-play list. Um, but, yeah, so this is a Marvel-centric uh, XCOM game. Kind, XCOM-ish. I shouldn't call it an XCOM game because it's obviously not an XCOM
0: game. Mm. Turn-based strategy game.
1: Yeah, apparently there's also a, a um, card skill system mm, kind of assigned to, like, PC hotkeys as well. Again which, with which the sound- cards. <laughs> which, I mean, as long as it... Look, I'm fine with it as long as it doesn't become a way to sell, like microtransaction card packs or whatever um but that's that's purely uh speculation but yeah uh, apparently players will be taking on uh, a a character called the hunter mm-hmm. and obviously a team around them because it's an xcomish game mm-hmm. and uh they're trying to kill the queen of demons named lilith uh, right. who's trying to awaken some big lovecraftian entity to presumably bring about the end of the world
0: presumably you'll we'll, that your team will be made up of marvel superheroes yeah i
1: think i think it's like an an AU Marvel situation because they've
0: AU. all uh, alternate universe.
1: Because oh, right. um, either that or they just get they, they've got all got these like yellowish kind of Sinestro looking costumes. I know Sinestro is DC, not not Marvel, but um, right. They got these yellowy glowy uh, costumes, which to me seems like they've come out of a different era. So
0: you won't be controlling Iron Man or the Hulk or Wolverine I know you, or.
1: I'm not sure who'll be in it. No, Iron Man's there. Wolverine's there. Just just looking at the cover um, of the trailer, but they're all wearing like Midnight Sun gear specifically
0: save money in the graphics department i mean or the art department i was
1: gonna say make money in the toys department but you know yeah maybe they just wanted it to look cool i think they look good well i'll give
0: it a whirl let's, I mean,
1: let's give them the, the benefit of the doubt nick let's, hmm. let's say they just liked the style of the yellow outfits yeah but yeah marvel midnight suns looks pretty cool turn-based strategy game with marvel characters hard to go wrong
0: right No More Heroes? No More Heroes 3, yes, for
1: the Switch. Now, I've never played No More Heroes.
0: Okay, so if you've never played No More Heroes, you control a bloke called Travis Touchdown. Um, This was the first game I played, by the way. It was uh, on the Wii. When I say the first game, um, I mean in the franchise, obviously Mm. not the first game I've ever played. But um, it came out on the Wii. And what it was was um, you would play Travis Touchdown, who decided that he wanted to be the greatest assassin in the world. Cool. However, there are twelve other assassins who he has to kill in order to be the greatest assassin in the world. Right. He is armed with a beam katana, presumably because if they said they said lightsaber, they'd get sued by Lucas <laughs> or Disney or whomever. But yeah, it's it's essentially it looks like a lightsaber. It, it, it actually it looks like a, a, a plastic sword with a with a fluorescent bulb where the blade should be. But, um, yeah, you, you used your beam katana to kill these people. Um, and what happened was that uh, you got your first boss battle right out of the gate and mm. then you were told by the person organizing your contract, I suppose she would be your agent, uh, a rather scantily clad young woman, who Travis leered over a hell of a lot, Mm. um, that you had to do menial jobs in order to qualify for the next assassin. So you would find yourself doing stuff like picking up trash on the beach or, you know, lugging coconuts from the beach to somebody else. Um, Yeah, menial stuff. Um, It it was kind of meta. I mean, the first No More Heroes was kind of meta. Um, Meta how? Well, Travis is obviously a geek. He's, like a, like what, like a traditional... Like, like a colossal nerd. He's, okay. he's wearing a leather jacket and jeans and all the rest. Of he carries a beam katana and he's got like shades which are yellow. But at the same time, um, his house is filled with anime dolls and comic books. Um, he's got uh, big screen TV. Um, when you go to the, when you, the save was literally him sitting on the toilet and taking a dump. <laughs> and um, in order to charge up your beam katana you had to make this sort of motion with your uh, wrist. Oh,
1: for the motion controls.
0: Yes. I'm not, I'm not going to describe it to our listeners. If you, if you if you played No More Heroes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, I'm sure there's a video somewhere. Well, I
1: mean, I think by the fact that we're not going to say what the movement is, you can kind of infer what it might be.
0: Indeed. Indeed. So No More Heroes 3 is coming out. I played a well, I think bit. I think it's out. It's out. On the Switch. Okay. Right. Well, I played No More Heroes 2 uh, a little bit. And to be honest, it was kind of more of the same. But they had some amazing mini games in there. Really, like really amazing mini games. In fact, the mini games were so good that they could, probably could have packaged them up and sold them as a separate entity. Um, but yeah, it's, it's silly. It's Suda Fifty One, um, and No More Heroes has been uh, the franchise. I think that has been the kindest to him over the years. Mm. I mean, there was a time when Suda was banging out a game every other week. Um, you know, Shadows of the Dam came out which was essentially Resident Evil with dick jokes Mm -hmm. that tanked Uh, lollipop chainsaw came out which was Buffy the Vampire Slayer except instead of um, kung fu you had a chainsaw and instead of vampires it was zombies Um, your boyfriend had had his head cut off and you were carrying it around on your belt and he was complaining about this Um, you were a cheerleader okay right um didn't do very well I I
1: was gonna say that sounds interesting, yeah, but
0: not hugely compelling. Exactly. Um, and there were a couple of others he did in Japan I didn't think see the light of day in the West. Mm. Um, so, I mean, No More Heroes is now the one he's known for. Uh, I first came to him through a game on the PlayStation 2 called uh, Killer7, which was originally made for the GameCube. Right. Which is really, really weird. You've mentioned it before. Mm, yeah, you essentially are a series of assassins. Um, you switch between different assassins, and they all have different um, uh, abilities. They all have a surname, Smith. Right. At some point, you find out that the assassins are actually being controlled by an old man in an old age home who's infirm and can't talk. Okay. That's the sort of thing David the, Lynch would look yeah, at to go, say a that's a bit that's weird. That's, qu-
1: <laughs> that's quite abstract, quite out there.
0: Well, I mean, hopefully we'll get a code for... Um, no More no Heroes more three. 3 on the Switch Right Because we've been playing our back catalogs mainly because, yeah. because there's been nothing to review There I mean, has
1: not, not recently I mean,
0: I think the last thing that came out for review was 12 Minutes mm. Which we spoke about last which week Which we spoke about last week Yeah Um, But well, yeah, I mean, you've been playing Halo You've been playing catch-up Yeah,
1: so I, I went back to my You know, having been stumped as to what to play Other than copious amounts of Tetris in my downtime mm. Um because as we all know, Tetris is the greatest game of all time. Mm. Um, I went to my why haven't you played X yet list and saw uh, most of the Halo titles. So I'd only ever played Halo 4 and 5, the campaign specifically, because I've mentioned before that I suck at multiplayer shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played a little bit of 3 with some friends back in the day. Um, but I hadn't played you know, ODST. I haven't played Reach, which apparently is sacrilege. Um, so I decided I, I've, I've got Game Pass, and I downloaded the Master Chief collection so that I could just play through them canonically uh, in preparation for Halo Infinite, which has me quite excited. Mm. Um, yeah, and I'm like four so hours. You're,
0: so you're four hours into the first Halo yeah, game. Yeah, into Combat Evolved. Right.
1: And uh, I got to say, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. Now, obviously, you know, this is the anniversary edition of it. It's been, yeah, the it's remaster. Been, yeah, it's been touched up graphically. It's had a couple of things added to it. Um, Can you
0: still switch over to the old graphics?
1: I don't. Think so. Okay. Um. I think you can you can scale it. I, there are some things you can do to make it more like the old game, but you you can't get it back all the way to okay. like classic classic graphics. Um. That might be for like multiplayer purposes or, or, or something like that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Um. I'm I'm loving it.
0: Just like the first one, you know. It, it's got. How much do you know about the um, pre Halo Four lore? Of the Halo universe, actually,
1: n- pretty much nothing. I know about certain things, like I know the Covenant and I know the Flood, but I don't know the actual story of like Master Chief's involvement with them. Right. Um, obviously, I'm I'm learning that uh, uh, as I'm as I'm playing through the first one. You know, I've I've hit my first Halo ring, which obviously, having only played four and five, the game's called Halo, and I'd never seen a Halo ring before. Didn't know what it was there for. Yeah. Um, didn't know why it was the title of the game. Right. <laughs> um but yeah so i'm kind of picking up that knowledge uh uh in retrospect now um
0: so you basically have gotten to the stage where okay so um your fleet was attacked by the covenant mm-hmm. and you've landed on one of the rings
1: yeah i'm on i'm on a halo installation i've i've just uh i've just started descending the honeycomb levels of the uh of the you know very deep um halo ring mm. and i've hit that that famous um snow level actually that a lot of people talk about online where you you, you pilot a scorpion tank and you're, you're going around just blasting covenant which is you know held up to the hype that people gave it to me um mm. i don't know if you've heard anyone talking about it but i you know it's on a lot of top 10 lists of like good tank levels or snow levels or mm. whatever um, and then story-wise, uh, I still have no idea what's going on just yet. Or Master Chief, rather, still doesn't have a, uh, a huge idea of what's going on yet. What's Ooh. really struck me, though, is that I didn't realize, because obviously I've only played the new ones, Master Chief does not talk like at all in the first one I've seen so far.
0: Well, no, he does talk, but it's, it, he, he talks very um, sparingly. Yeah. He only says something when he needs to say something.
1: Yeah, so I think, I mean... Because obviously he, his, his dialogue is... Well, dialogue being filled in by, like, the captain and a couple of the marines and Cortana, and she's communicating with, like, a dropship as far mm. as, you know, at this point in the story. Whereas in Halo 4 and 5 specifically, at that point, Master Chief was kind of stuck alone with Cortana, which
0: I guess is why he was filling in a lot of the dialogue. Yeah.
1: Because he was the only one who could. Mm. Um,
0: but the- Well, I mean, you also bear in mind that Halo 4 um, and Halo 5... Um, you know, they came along at a time when the shooter had evolved a hell of a lot, mm. like a hell of a lot. Yeah, like I mean, you know, um, Doctor Freeman in Half Life doesn't say very much. In fact, he doesn't say anything at all. Mm. Um, the Doom guy, oh yeah, never well, said yeah. anything. Yeah, and still doesn't. I don't think Mm-mm, not in the new ones. Um, and he didn't back then. Um, and it was like you know, um, a lot of a lot of uh, shooters at the time were just you know, you're there. Here is the basic setup. Um, go wild go shoot things yeah um, halo in actual fact um, is kind of groundbreaking in a couple of ways I mean I mean when you start to apply logic to Halo's story it starts to come apart a little bit <laughs> but I mean you don't really notice that um, and it's a really good space opera I mean, it's not particularly deep. It's not particularly heavy. Um, I'm sure that there are some people out there who can is- extrapolate on the Halo lore to write a paper for university if they wanted right, to. Write
1: some proper Halo historians. Yeah,
0: but I just I just remember it being a lot of fun shooting, a lot of variation, vehicle levels, mm. um, some weapons which were loads of fun to use, um, some enemies that were annoying, some that were less though. So. Um, but, you know, it told a decent yarn.
1: Yeah, I mean, like obviously, like I said, I, I've only just started with the... Because they kind of go in trilogies, from what I've heard. There's the I, there's like the Halo saga and then the Reclaimer saga is what we're currently on, apparently.
0: Well, I mean, um, the way it goes is Halo Combat Evolved is the first one. Right. And obviously, and um, and it has a beginning, and a middle, and an end. But of course, the end leaves it open. That having been said, if that was the last Halo game, you couldn't actually say you were cheated on, okay. on the ending. Um, Halo 2 is where they got into trouble, because Bungie ran out of time, and that's why it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, okay. Right? I and I don't think it, that's a spoiler. The game's, like, older, almost as old as you are now, Yeah, so no,
1: as as long as we're not spoiling major plot ca- threads. Yeah,
0: so it ends on a cliffhanger. And then Halo 3, which came out in 2007, I
1: think it was? I can't remember. I think so it was
0: 2007. I mean. Um, you know, that, that just tied up the uh, the Master Chief saga. Hmm. Um, and then, um... For some strange reason, um, I mean, I've heard rumors, but I'm not going to repeat them because, <laughs> you know, unsubstantiated rumors is the first way to get sued.
1: Yeah, they're, they're, those only get you into trouble, don't they?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, Bungie just did two games that didn't have Master Chief in them at all. They did that was Halo ODST. Yeah. Which, which had, was which had pretty much the cast of Firefly in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah and that was that was off of um, that was Halo Three ODST. Right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And then they did uh, Halo Reach. Yeah, so. which 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 for me is like you know a good, great really great game, mm. really great game, um, but I I don't really have a lot of time for prequels. Is Reach a prequel? It's a prequel. Okay, um, Reach is where everything goes to hell. I, I
1: I do rem- I, I've heard obviously because Reach is kind of legendary as a mm. as a standalone game, yeah. so I, I know that it's got like a really tragic story to it, yeah. which is why people like still you know kind of tear up when they talk about it. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, and and so as far as they were concerned, Bungie were done with Master Chief, and there's here's your next two Halo games, and off we go to to do Destiny. Mm. I mean. To the point where they were either advertising Destiny and Halo ODST. I remember that, yeah. They got yeah. they
1: caught a bit of flack for that, didn't they?
0: I don't think they did. Um, I don't think that uh, Microsoft Studios knew that they were doing anything about uh. that until Destiny came along, and then it just became a nice Easter egg for people who play Destiny and Halo. Right. Right, and then... Halo 4 came along and it, Master Chief came back mm. and he was back in rem- Halo 5 is is Halo so Guardian? I really remember
1: is. in Halo 4 people were a bit let down by the story because that's where we already said that the Halo story can get a little bit silly when you try to think about it too hard. Mm. In Halo 4 even just on its own as a standalone story mm. it, it's pretty sick like it's really bonkers.
0: Well, and then- I mean and it also gives you an idea of how Big, the Halo Four brand had become Mm. by that stage, because I mean I remember Three Four Three Industries, who were the um, the studios, the studio that took over from Mm. Bungie when Bungie left to do Destiny. They released a statement about like oh, we're so grateful that you guys have come with us on this journey and we will take care of this franchise that is so beloved and blah, blah, blah. And that's like a far cry from when Halo came out back in the early 2000s. It was like, here's a great game, please play it. Didn't they, I mean, Halo, I remember, and I'm not going to go into
1: detail because I can't remember very well, but Halo, the original one, had like production nightmare, Hmm. development nightmares that saw it like, crunch time for six months like on off pay, whatever. They put it out too early, but it somehow ended up being a success, so it's Mm. like a... Well, it
0: was was a system seller. That was was the thing about um, Halo, was that it was a system seller. At the time, uh, Microsoft was just getting into the console game, right? And PlayStation had just destroyed. Right. Like, they had everything, right? Because, I mean, at
1: the time, PlayStation was competing with, obviously, Nintendo in a small sense, and then, like, what, Sega?
0: No, the Dreamcast had been seen off by the PlayStation by that stage. Right,
1: so already like PlayStation didn't have to compete with with Sega. Um, yeah, no. So for so uh, Xbox or Microsoft rather had to pull something out of a hat to. Really- and
0: um, yeah, they they uh, and the processing power of the Xbox was it dwarfed the PlayStation mm. 2. Um, not that anyone cared because you know um, console jockeys I think only started really caring about processing power around about the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3 era. That's right. Um. But you know I mean the catalog that PlayStation had was just ridiculous right like you know Grand theft auto Metal Gear Solid you know um,
1: Final Fantasy Final
0: Fantasy all of EA sports right you know I mean I remember the Xbox going back to the Xbox um, the, the the games that my mates had at the time because I mean this is obviously before I started writing about games mm-hmm. uh, was Halo obviously Project Gotham um, project Gotham racing yeah um splinter cell the first splinter cell which by the way on the xbox kicked the playstation out of the six-story window (laughs) plus you had extra parts to it like for example there's a there's a mission in splinter cell where you have to break into the cia and um you know it just on the playstation version uh you know sam walks in wearing a cap or something and um some some civvies goes up in an in an elevator and then he walks out into the corridors and that's when the level begins whereas on the xbox you literally had to break into the building from outside you had to like find this vent and work out how to stop a fan and then go through the vent and then you literally were in the utility rooms in the basement and Um, had to work your way up. Was that just part of like an Xbox exclusivity deal? I don't know. I mean, exclusivity deals, I don't think it arrived at that time, um, apart from obviously the stuff that was first party developed. Um, I just just think it was like, you know, Ubisoft were like, well, this is the processing power we have with the PS2, but with the Xbox, we can do all this other stuff as well. Okay. Anyway, back to Halo. (laughs) Back to Halo. Are you gonna go into the multiplayer? Is there a multiplayer? There is. There?
1: there is still a multiplayer for um, the, the lobbies even? Master Chief Collection. Oh yeah, no, there's still up there. Um, particularly for like Halo Three, which is famous for its multiplayer. Mm. Um, so I think once I get onto Halo Three, I'll dip my toes into the multiplayer. Mm. Um, but like I've said before, I'm garbage at, at multiplayer shooters. So well, uh,
0: I mean, the only way you get better at them is if you play them. I know, but the game, you know, I just don't it. stream it because then you have loads of people going, yeah, suck." Oh yeah, I mean, I get that when I stream my fighting games, but all
1: right. Anyway, what have you been playing recently, Nick?
0: Um, I went back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla right. and just started rinsing it. I mean, because I, I I caned the two DLCs to get the reviews to out. To get the reviews out. Yeah. And um, you know, I mean, that's not to say I didn't like play them beginning, middle, and end. No, no, no. no but but you... there's like loads of stuff that's like side quest to that. Um, and also I went back to the base game as well. Um, you know, just, just have a look around. Because, mm. like, obviously, I just grind, grinded up, you know, as much as I possibly could until I hit a level which, um, you know, I could go to either Ireland or France and not get turned into paint. Right. Um, so I've been back there tooling around England. Just and,
1: kind of doing the things that you didn't get a chance to while you were reviewing them. Yeah, so. no,
0: absolutely. And also been... Um, been bagging some very easy achievements. Yeah, right, right. For example, I mean, in the northernmost part of the map in AC Valhalla, you find Hadrian's Wall, right? Which is. Oh, right. During the Roman times, there was an emperor called Hadrian. Cool. And he didn't like the Scots, or no. at the time that they were called the Picts. So he built a wall to keep them out. He built a wall, you say? A wall that what? ran right across England. And where,
1: have I, where have I heard something like that before?
0: Probably China.
1: I was going to say America, but yes.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in, in this instance, I don't think you could uh, accuse um, Mexicans from storming the wall armed to the teeth with swords and pitchforks and, and, and you know, all the rest of it. I mean, no, I, 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 no, was, I wouldn't. And, um, you know, obviously when the Roman Empire left, or I say were pushed out, um, the wall kind of fell into disrepair. It's still there in some shape or form, and it was used as an alarm system for the northern people if the Picts were invading. And so for an easy achievement, you go up there and you light all the braziers that aren't lit. There you go. There's your achievement. Easy achievement. Well, this is the thing. I was kind of a bit pissed off because I'm like running around England going, oh, I've been to every single solitary viewpoint, you know, the eagle viewpoints. Right. You don't get nothing for that. No achievements. No. But you go and you light some bloody fires at Hadrian's Wall. There's like 10 of them. And you can do it in like. Ten minutes, it's like, bang. Achievement. Achievement. Yeah. I killed the only snake in Ireland. (laughs) There's literally one snake in the entire map. And you killed it. And I killed it. And
1: you get an achievement for it. Yeah. You're not running into any um, achievement-blocking glitches like you did, or, or not glitches, but I guess design errors like no. you did in
0: Greedfall? No. I mean, for example, there are a couple of buggy things there. I mean, there was one time when I was raiding a druid camp to get some uh, supplies to build up my trading post in Ireland. And, um, I, you know, the thing about the... Um, the trading camps and the monasteries that you raid, mm. um, they have these big boxes that have like uh, um, supplies and resources and all the rest of it. And you need two people to open them. Okay. So like, you go there, you hit the Y key. Well, well I say Y key. I'm playing it on an Xbox Series X. You hit the Y button and you go, come over here, help me. <laughs> and the bloke who's supposed to help me was trapped against the wall. Okay. Right. So I just stood there. So eventually I had to call off the raid go back to the boat, then come back. And then he would come around the. You corner. had to do the whole thing over. No, no, I didn't have to do the whole thing over. Everyone was dead. Oh, was just, oh I see. You just had like, everyone's yeah. dead. Back to the boat, right? Come back here, you moron. You just <laughs> just had to reload the area. Yeah, um, and you know, been hunting down members of the order, you know, uh, going around the map, picking up artifacts, stacking mm. my museum back at home. Nice. You know, um, taking <laughs> taking drugs in the uh, in the um, I guess you'd call her a shaman. Okay. Or. or you know uh, the local spirit medium in what i mean what what cultural context uh viking viking um druid Leo. i'd
1: say i'd say druid
0: yeah local druid's hut you take drugs and you off you go to asgard and you have oh. a big fight out in asgard okay, and it's quite nice. fun. which by the way has the best um you know leap of faith ever like you literally jump off odin's throne and fall about 900 stories into a pool below it's quite fun you know you run into loki Run into Thor and Freya and all the rest of them. That was quite good.
1: Obviously, not not Marvel branded Loki. No, 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 before. no, no, no. no.
0: And, and I'm sorry, Marvel. The Norsemen got there first, so they can they, they can, can do you- what they want with yeah. their gods. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and you run into Tyr and Hemdal as well. You know, you, the the Bifrost Bridge, the Frost right. Giants. Um, All of this, by the way, just comes across like you're tripping balls back home. You
1: you remind me of that scene in Grand Theft Auto V where the main cast gets high as balls and just starts shooting a bunch of aliens. Always a good... If if your game doesn't involve a good trip sequence that puts you off drugs for the rest of your life, it has failed as a PSA.
0: This is the funny thing. I was thinking about this the other day because somebody... um, Asked me if I could actually talk about drugs in games. Right. This is this this podcast has gone really off <laughs> off we, it? We've
1: ventured into some some for unexplored territory. But
0: the thing is, is that I, something I've noticed about drugs in games is the fact that like they're always they're always um, presented as a bad thing, regardless of who's making the game. You know, however edgy you think Rockstar is, or however edgy you think you know. Uh, Volition, who makes Saints Row are... Right. The moment drugs get introduced, they are presented as a bad thing. Right?
1: Right. I mean, it often works like that because in, in a lot of those games you're kind of playing yeah. as a bad character. Yeah, But, but
0: and, and when drugs are, are are presented as, say, maybe a good thing or... They're usually a power-up. Yeah. Like the, um, the uh, psychedelic um, <clears throat> narcotics you take in the Far Cry games. You know, that can help you breathe underwater for mm. longer or run faster or... Carry more stuff, and then you got like the Fallout games, where you can get buff out, where you um, you take this drug, it makes you stronger for a little bit of time, like a steroid. So, and the funny thing about um, the Fallout games, though, is that if you take too many of them, you become addicted. I mean, and then you go through withdrawal. Points for realism. Yeah, well, yeah, realism, buff out, buff out. I, you know, as close as you can get yeah, in a video game. You know, but I see what you're saying. About- I mean, is there any game you can think of? where you deal drugs
1: uh aside from like mobile games specifically catering towards that I've never played any The only one like I can that. think of
0: is um is Grand Theft Auto Chinatown Wars mm. um where you know you know whole of drugs right I, I'm sure there's, there's but then again you were a criminal so it was also looked at as a bad thing
1: I'm, I'm sure there's also a, a couple of like management sims on PC that are like managing a pot empire or something I wouldn't of know some description. Dude. yeah I mean, I mean here's the
0: thing in 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 games you can be a dictator you can be a hitman you can be a criminal you can be a serial killer you can be a guy who's starring in a snuff film yes you actually can be that but um drugs No, Bit of a no-go. Bad. Yeah, weird. Unless, of course, I mean, and once again, this is extrapolating because I'm not accusing any developers or any publishers (laughs) of promoting drug use at all. But you could always look at Pac-Man's power pellets as as drugs. What, what, you think Pac-Man's busy snorting lines? No, I think he's taking pills. That makes more sense. I don't know where I got my my metaphor from. Exactly. And then, of course, what happens when you eat a mushroom in Mario? You get bigger or you get powers that too yeah once again not we'll we'll never know exactly we'll never know but like so that that was an interesting thing to do was actually to look into games and go what is the what is the relationship games have with drugs Mm. you know i mean the only thing i can think of where you know um where um uh drugs were kind of just presented as just something cultural Mm. was um, cyberpunk 2077 when you do um, you smoke a bowl or the uh, cyberpunk equivalent of smoking a bowl with um, uh, someone you're trying to get to help you it's almost like smoking a peace pipe yeah yeah, yeah. right but once again, you're a scumbag.
1: I was, I was going to say, they do the same thing in The Ascent. Yeah. And, this, you know, it's the same kind of context of your character's kind of morally ambiguous to begin with. Yeah. In a world that is largely morally ambiguous. Yeah. So, who knows? Interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm stay in
0: school, kids.
1: I'm glad you're still having so much fun with Assassin's Creed. Brad's mm-hmm. spoken about it before where you can kind of get burnt out on games that you play for review. Yeah, um, but I'm
0: only like doing two hours at a time. Yeah,
1: yeah fair enough. You know, um,
0: And what I am going to do, though, is I'm going to check out the, uh, the historical aspect of it in terms okay. of like, you know, go on the tour. We don't have to worry about people trying to kill you or snakes trying to bite you or wolves hunting you in the middle mm. of the night. Um, you know, just just tour around and see what I can find. Enjoy the areas and Indeed. The, the scenery. Indeed,
1: nice. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoy that, Nick. You've earned you've earned that bit of a a, a break, a, a gaming reprieve, an, yeah. an in-game holiday right. is as good as any.
0: Okay, so, um, well, I think that kind of wraps
1: us up. That does, yes. We've we, we got onto some, into some strange new territory today.
0: If anyone out there is listening to us and going, where the hell did this podcast go, <laughs> send us some games to play. Yeah, and please. Be, and it'll be more structured next week. Because
1: you just see what happens when we don't have new games to talk about.
0: Exactly. Thank you very much, Max. Thank you for having me, Nick. And we'll see you next week.